since learning the truth about alcohol over four years ago, I've become pretty skeptical about anything that seems too good to be true. You know, like alcohol. If you're like me and you can spot a too good to be true health hack from a mile away, congrats, you're a skeptic too. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our standards. I take Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus every morning because it has high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's gentle on an empty stomach and has a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking my multis actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com forward slash sober mom. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains, like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne, of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey and I'm so excited to get started. Happy Friday. Wow. I came in really hot with that one. All right, we are back with our bonus episode, The Real Mom Chats. Today we have Jamie. Oh, you guys, she is a bright light in this sober community. She is a Midwest mom, just like myself. We talk about how drinking is so prevalent in the Midwest. And listen up, because she has something I've never heard. She has such a brilliant idea of how to think about alcohol and how she thinks about alcohol and what she considers it now. And I love it so, so much. 
I know you will too. It's a quirky, fun way to think about alcohol and it helps her and it just might help you too. So I know you will love this chat with Jamie. I did too. Before I go and let you listen to it, I want to remind you if you are looking for more sober connections and inspo, come over and join our Sober Mom Life Facebook group. That's where all of these moms are and they're talking all throughout the days and commenting and sharing pictures and sharing milestones and sharing challenges. It's such a great place. And come and follow me at The Sober Mom Life on Instagram and The Sober Mom Life Pod on TikTok. I don't dance on TikTok, but I do share a lot of sober tips that I've learned along the way. Come over there. And I hope you enjoy this chat with Jamie. Okay, we are here with another round of our, what am I calling this? The Real Sober, I I don't know, I change it every time. The Real Sober Moms Chat, I don't know. We're here with Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Suzanne. I'm so glad you're here and I'm excited to hear your story. Okay, so why don't we start with who you are and then let's talk about your drinking story first. Okay, sounds good. So my name's Jamie. I am a mom of a four-year-old girl and a two-year-old boy. I live in northern Minnesota. I own my own organic juicing business. That is so cool, by the way. That's amazing. Thank you. I love it so much. I do it like a day and a half, and then the rest of the time I'm home with the kids. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. I'm really thankful for it. Yeah. So my drinking story. Started out pretty early. I mean, in my teens, my family always drank. I mean, it was just... It's the Midwest, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's what we did slash do. And then I went to college and came back to the northern Minnesota area where my parents owned a bar and restaurant. Okay. Yeah. So as like a 21-year-old college student, it was like a dream. You know, I never had a bar tab. It was like everybody was your friend and somebody was always there wanting to do something fun. Yeah. So I ended up spending 17 years of my life in the hospitality industry, which led to some amazing connections and all kinds of stuff. But that is kind of where the separation like never happened for me as far as like, you know, if I was working five or six days a week in the restaurants and people that are going out to eat are drinking and celebrating. And, you know, so that kind of just became normal. I never questioned it. Right. Because you were just around it all the time. Like that was your world, right? That was totally my world. Yeah. And then I started this juicing business. Once I started to feel like kind of growing out of the hospitality, I was just like, there's got to be something else out here. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of just kept moving me forward in the health side of things. And were you married with kids yet or no? No, I'll have been married for six years this coming December. So we were together when I started this, but no kids yet. But I could just feel like something needed to change. And then... So the juicing kind of led me to more yoga and more walks and more exercise and just choosing different things. Eventually, the last like two years, I'm like, how does this make sense? Here I am promoting this healthy beverage and lifestyle. But I'm like, like, you know, just it just wasn't adding up. 
I mean, you know, we talk a lot about wellness and alcohol and how it is like an unexamined part of people's lives and a lot of people's lives, even those who are dedicated to health and wellness. For some reason, there's this blind spot to alcohol where it's like, well, alcohol is over here, but I'm very concerned about health and wellness over here. Right. Yeah, it really felt just like I wasn't being loyal to my brand, which created a lot of mental chatter for me. And it just like was that one thing that wouldn't stop, you know, and I was like, yeah, trying to figure out the science behind it. I would like track how many drinks I was drinking through the week or budget. I get this many this week, like, you know, taking two 30 day stints off, like literally trying to figure it out. So you were trying to moderate, right? Like you were like, okay, I know logically that this doesn't go well with this health and wellness, this juicing business, my brand. Like I know this doesn't fit. So let me just see rather than give it up because who does that, right? Let me see if I can moderate. Right. How did that go? You know, it was fine. It was just so much work. I just spent so much time like keeping track, you know, in my planner on a daily basis of how many drinks I was going to have or planning for the upcoming weekend. It just, I was like, how am I supposed to be creative if I'm spending this much time trying to make drinking work? Oh my God. Yeah. Like all the brain power it takes. Yeah. Totally. And like the puzzle, like you have to fit in like, and then the, there's the driving and the, what about this? And then all, yeah. Yeah. It was just too much. And then I had this thought, So I haven't drank since August. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so it just naturally keeps evolving. I don't know, it's amazing and I love it. But I thought about alcohol as a girlfriend of mine. Mm -hmm. Like if she were a girlfriend, I would say like you are a needy bitch. Yeah, yes. Like, okay, so you need me to take you with to the golf course, to the (laughs) boat, to date night. To girls night, to the cabin. And I'm like, if this was really a friend, I literally would have been like, no, I'm sorry. And every time we hang out together, you always fuck me over. (laughs) Yes. Like you're taking more than you're giving. Yeah, that is so I've never heard that before. And I've never thought of it that way before. But that is genius. I love that. Yeah, thank you. I'm just and so now I like see it. I'm like, oh, you want to come along to this wedding with me? Of course you do. (laughs) You know, and oh, you want to be at that bachelorette party and everybody thinks that they need you like I like that because it feels like you're taking the power like you're not giving alcohol the power. I think a lot of people do feel that they're powerless to alcohol and like that they don't have that control because it is impossible to control it when you are drinking. You know, if you drink enough, it's not easy to control. And so you took that back and you're like, wait a second. No, like, I don't need you. Right. Yeah. And that's been super freeing and helpful to see it like that. I like that you said that it evolves because I think that's what happens in our sobriety. It's like, we don't, I always say, I didn't know any answers when I stopped drinking. Like I knew nothing. I only knew that I didn't want to feel like that again. Yeah. And so what made you decide to be like, okay, I'm, was it a choice to try sobriety or has that decision just kind of slowly revealed itself? Um, well, we had my cousin's wedding in August and I was like, seriously, like, okay, I'm just going to observe what alcohol is 
for me in this. And I drank that weekend mm-hmm. and just like observed it in my family and just like culturally, I was like, what is this? Yeah. And then that Sunday, I spent the whole car ride home feeling awful. And I asked my husband, I just, I like sat up in the seat and I was like, do you want me to quit drinking? Like, do you care about this? And he he was quiet for a minute, which I appreciated that he thought about it. And he just said, I just want you to be happy. Yeah. And so I was like, well, this isn't me happy. So I'm going to just take some space and see what that feels like. I don't know where I heard it from, but somebody compared like your relationship with alcohol, like a magnet. Mm. And the closer you are to it, the harder the pull. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, the farther you can get away from it, it's just a little bit easier. But when you're in it, that's what I was looking for out of this. I was like, I just need some space to find out what I like to do and, you know, who I am without this. Yeah. So getting curious about like, wait, could life be better without this? damn nagging girlfriend that is so annoying. (laughs) Right. And seriously, the talk, like that conversation in my head ahead of time is louder than anything that happens when I'm in the situation and never thereafter. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize that was going to be such a thing. Like, okay, tell me more about that. So I had a bachelorette party two weeks ago. And honestly, I was just going to not drink until that bachelorette party and see. Yeah. You know, I was like, that'll be like two months. So I'll just see how that feels. And then it came and I was like, I don't want to throw it away for a bachelorette party. But oh my gosh, like that just getting ready and the car drive there, there was like all these thoughts like you're going to be so boring. Everybody's going to wonder what you're, why aren't you drinking and all this stuff. Yeah. And literally not one person asked me about what I was drinking. Nobody cares. Yes. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. But yes, that's so interesting that it is the the like leading up to it that you're just like, holy shit, this is going to be so hard. This is going to be awful. Yeah. It's going to be boring. It's all that hypothetical stuff. And then when you're actually there... You're like, oh, wait, this is actually good. Yeah, totally. And and so how was it? How was it for you? It was great. It was fun. I felt so good just the whole time. Yeah. And, you know, it it was hard not to judge. I can tell you that. Like, right. And almost like feel bad. Like, do you do you know what you're doing? It's hard not to preach. Well, obviously, that's why I started this, because I was like, let me just talk to people who want to hear. Right. But yeah, it's. It's kind of like once you learn the truth about it, you do want to you want to tell everybody. (laughs) Yes. And I think there's something important to know. And I like have debated whether or not to bring this up. Mm -hmm. But then um, after listening to your podcast with your mom. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Thank you. Do you remember her saying that there was a patient with the highest blood alcohol level that was 0.43? Yes. Yeah. So that was my mom. Not that specific person, but okay. my mom, she died three months before I turned 30 from alcoholism. Oh. So she had gotten a DWI one time and she was 0.43. Oh my God. Like, yeah. How do you drive a vehicle? But like the biggest wow. thing is I, I didn't see it then. Yeah. You know, it's been almost 10 years and I just, I, I, like it never occurred to me that it was the alcohol. I, I always thought it was her. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it totally does. I, you know, first, I'm so sorry. Like that's heartbreaking. And I'm sure that, 
yeah, now this journey for you is healing. Yeah. I'm sure that's kind of a way for you to feel close to her and heal that a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Growing up, my dad drank and I think kids don't know. Kids don't know like why mom or dad is acting differently. They only know that they are and they think that that's who they are or we blame ourselves. Totally. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear because I have been working through so much grief in losing my dad in sobriety. So how has any grief come up for you? Oh, yeah. You know what else is super interesting about it is like I never drank to specifically get away from it or from the feelings. You know, it was never like, oh, my God, I can't think about my mom dying. I got to go get drunk. Right. It was never once did that cross my mind. But I have been like so busy having fun and doing all, you know, like, oh, I deserve this or, oh, it's relaxing. And now here it's like, oh, God, this stuff is still here. I know. You know, and so it's been really good and freeing that I can actually like move through it. Yeah. Yeah. She was sober when she died. She was five years sober, which I think was really helpful. That's amazing. I know, but still just crazy that, you know, that wasn't enough to scare the shit out of me. Like, whoa. I know. I know. And and then like just circling back to like alcohol being a needy bitch, like you were such a needy bitch. You took my mom, you know? like Yeah. Yeah. I totally get the whole like, I don't think we know if we're drinking to escape. Yeah. I don't, at least for me, I was similar in you. It wasn't like I was like, I don't want to feel. But that was definitely a byproduct of it is that I wanted to drink to like, quote unquote, have fun. But a benefit was that I didn't have to feel either. Totally. (laughs) So that might not have been the goal, but that was definitely the result. And I don't think I even realized that until I stopped drinking. Yeah. Yeah. And then like all of this shit comes up. And that's why it is. It's not like sobriety is not like a walk in the park. No, because you do start feeling all of the stuff that you didn't even know you weren't feeling. (laughs) Totally. I don't mind it as much. You know, I don't I'm not afraid of it. I can just go into it. So I know. I like how you said you aren't afraid of it because that's totally what it is. And it's like, yes, it can be scary and it can be hard and it it can feel overwhelming, but you don't have to be afraid of it because you're strong enough to feel all that shit. Right. It feels good to change like the generational trauma for my daughter. Yeah. That the women, you know, so far, like that's all they knew. That's all my mom knew. That's what my grandma knew. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm like, oh, I get an opportunity to be the one that changes this for my daughter. She never has to see that. Yes. At least from her mom. You know, like I can't. That's huge. I think that's like the the greatest gift we could give our kids. Yeah. I fuck up in motherhood every day. Like I I yell. <laughs> I do I do all things that I don't want to do in motherhood, but at least I know that alcohol isn't a part of it. Amen. There's that. You know what I mean? And I think that that's just it's the biggest thing. I agree. How does your husband feel? Does he still drink or how's that been? Um, it's great. He drinks like I don't know. So, for example, he had some guys over this last weekend after golf, 
And he was like, they had some beers and we're hanging out. And then the next morning, he's like, well, I'm good on that for the next year. Right. Yeah. It sounds like my husband. Yeah. It's not a big thing in his life whatsoever. Yeah. It's super interesting. Like his dad will have a couple beers and then we have dinner and then the drinking's done. Right. When I grew up, I was like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, like, what you're you like, mean? wait, where's the party? <laughs> yeah, totally. I remember being there for my first Christmas and I was like, whoa, when are these guys drinking? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> is he from the Midwest too? He is. Yeah. He is. Okay. Man, it is a Midwest thing. Like I've lived in the South too, and I can tell you it's, it is different down there, but like, Midwesterners, like, we drink. That's like, that's a thing. Totally. I know. I don't know. I'm ready for it to be different in our culture and our society. And I just, I feel like I have an opportunity with this juicing business to, I don't know, create some awareness of how good it feels to feel good. And then, you know, like, which might lead to another decision and another and... Yes. I love that so much. Like you don't have to have sobriety all planned out. Like you can't, you can't have it all planned out because you have no idea where this leads. And and it is like one empowering decision after the next. It does feel like that. Like it's like, oh my God. And then, yeah, your brain is like opened up from not having to think about alcohol all the damn time and plan for it. Seriously. And, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of room for creativeness and calmness and like yes. really re-identifying who you are as a woman without that other version of you. I'm like, oh, I don't even like to do that. I didn't, you know, like there's just certain things where I'm like, oh my God. I just did that because there was drinking. Like, oh, yeah, not doing that I anymore. Know. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, wait, that wasn't actually fun. I always say if you need alcohol to do something, if you need alcohol to have fun, then that thing is not fun. Correct. You know, like that's so interesting. And then you find what you really do like. Yeah. And that I feel like is you kind of have to be brave around that to like try new things or, you know, like keep going back to the things that you were doing and just being like observing it like, oh, okay, maybe these people aren't as, you know, like whatever it is, it's just different. You're like, oh, that person isn't as funny as I thought they were. <laughs> oh, seriously. Yes. And like, oh, wait, I'm not as funny as I thought I was. Right? Yeah. Yes. I did notice like a few weeks into not drinking how many times I literally like laughed out loud. Oh, and the yeah. sound of my own laughter, like, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I haven't heard that in a while. That's so interesting. Yeah. And I don't know if it was like... Because it was authentic and it was really about something funny, not something that was funny because we were drinking. Yeah. And nothing's blurry and fuzzy. And also like alcohol does numb like all of our senses. So that makes sense. Like you didn't hear that laughing before. Right. I like that so much. That's so joyful. I love your attitude about this. Like you really do seem like you feel free. Uh, That's the perfect word for it. There's so much freedom on this side of it. Like, it's hard to explain how much freedom, the mental freedom, I think, is one of the biggest things and like regaining that self-confidence and like trusting yourself. Yeah, feels good over here. (laughs) Yeah, I can tell it does feel good over here. Well, I'm so glad we got to talk. I'm so proud of you. Even though I just met you, I feel like I know you. Oh, thank you. 
Yeah, I'm so proud of you. And do it. Shine your light. Like through your juicing business, you do have like a huge opportunity to spread spread the word about how amazing it is and what a bitch alcohol is. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So since I've started this journey, I have two of my closest girlfriends that are also not drinking. And then my best friend from high school randomly stopped drinking too. Oh my God. You guys have a little club. I know. And that has like made it so much easier. And I found a mom on the Sober Mom Life who has kids the same age as me. She has one more kid than me, but yeah, I just reached out to her right away. And I was like, hey, we're kind of in the same world. Do you mind if I reach out to you every once in a while? And like, we have just even like five minutes before this interview, I was like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. I can't do this. <laughs> First of all, you do not seem nervous at all. And you rocked it. Well, thank you. That makes me so happy that you guys are like connecting. And oh, I love that. Yeah, it's so stinking helpful. It is. It really is. Like some people do AA. We do the Sober Mom Life and all of our, all of the other, you know, communities that we have. That's amazing. Like community really does make it so much easier. Yeah. Even if it's people you don't know, like yes. community can be anybody. And sometimes it's easier when it's somebody you don't know and doesn't know your story. Like That's it's just so like true. right now. Like I just want to talk to you about what's right now. And I think she feels the same. Yes. So that's been super helpful. Yeah, there's just something about like cutting through the bullshit. Like you don't talk about stuff that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like you talk about the shit that matters, the shit you're going through. Like it's all real connecting stuff. Like I always thought when I was drinking that that was like a fast track to connection. And it's like, no, 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 no. That wasn't connection at all. Like the most meaningful connections I've found in sobriety. Totally, totally, totally. Oh, well, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. Keep going. I need to do like check-ins. You know what I mean? Like updates. Yeah. Like you guys could come back on and then we could talk about what, what else has happened and what else is new. I just love it so much. Right. And I love your idea of alcohol being a bad bitchy girlfriend. <laughs> Seriously. Like I wouldn't let her stay in my life another day, but yeah. I kept her around for so long. That's okay. We do that. Sometimes we do that. And then when we know better, then we're like, okay, time to kick you to the curb. And that's, she left right when she was supposed to. Yeah. And she comes around a lot less these days, but she still tries to like yeah. poke your head in my fun. Like, oh, I don't need you anymore, but thanks. Right. <laughs> yep. Still good over here. Thanks. <laughs> well, thank you. I loved our chat so much. No need to be nervous. Thank you for this opportunity. Yes, of course. And now I get to put a face to a name on the group. And I love that so much. Yes. Last thing, I loved your, like, instead of counting days, count events or first. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait for it. That's going to go across the world. Like, that is, because counting days is, like you said, can be either, like, fun or it can yeah. be, like, super dreadful and yeah, like people feel like they're failing. Yeah, yeah, which it's not. There's so many other things that we can count and we can feel motivated by for sure. Count the first. Right. Yeah, it's the best. Like your first bachelorette party. It's fun. Yes. You're going to be okay. Just try What's it. What's your next first that you're excited to tick off? Oh, we're doing a family vacation on the North Shore. Oh, nice. In two weeks with like another family with um, little kids. So... That'll be the next thing. But I've already done a wedding, a date night, 
kids sleepover. Oh, nice. I know. I'm like, oh, I didn't even plan all this stuff. And here it just comes. Totally. Let's go. Oh, good for you. <laughs> and I tell you, sober vacation is the best. It actually feels like a vacation. I mean, you have kids, so not completely like a vacation. Right. But it feels like how vacation should feel. Vacation with kids. <laughs> I can't wait to try it. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. Oh, okay, I wanna hear. Will you will you post on the group so we can hear how it went? For sure. Okay, good. I wanna know. Oh, Jamie, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. You keep doing amazing things in this world. Oh, thank you. I'll see you in the group, okay? Okay, thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay, I'll see you next week. I'm going to go reheat my coffee. Bye. Why are we doing an ad again? So that we can tell people about brand new information, a pop culture and political podcast. Say it in a way that doesn't sound like game show host. Okay. Do you want to be in a room of overeducated douchebags and feel comfortable? Brand new information is for you. What's it going to take to put you in this podcast today? We have brand new information on sale for free. Free. Wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. We might not break the political and pop culture news of the week. But we put it right back together for you. That's right. Listen wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.